Hello, and welcome to the FDAX podcast, brought to you by the Florida Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services. I'm Nikki Freed, your Commissioner of Agriculture. March is an incredibly important month to me, maybe most of the important month of the year. It's Women's History Month. As Florida's first woman elected as Ag Commissioner, I think it's important to recognize and honor women every month. But March is an important opportunity to especially celebrate women for all they contribute to our lives and our communities. To mark this occasion, I am joined by two fabulous women with roots in agriculture here in the state of Florida, a historically male-dominated field. Ruth Jensen is the president of Florida Agri Women, and Maita Savinsky is an, ad, an attorney with Holland Knight and a member of Florida Agri, Agri Woman. Together, this organization functions as a nonpartisan voice for women in agriculture. Thank you both for joining us. To start off, Ruth, you have a deep personal history in agriculture. Tell us your story and how has your personal story influenced your role with Florida Agriculture Women today? Well, thank you, Commissioner Freed, for your invitation to this podcast. Most folks that know me uh, know that uh, I come from generations of a family who hail from New York City, of all places. Uh, but uh, about late in the 60s, my father's side of the family settled in Lee County, Florida. My career path actually was in the fashion industries until I married quite young and was with the Kansas. <laughs> um, so it was a definite culture shock uh, when my young husband and I decided to farm corn and soybeans. And we had a couple of daughters and um, life seemed pretty, pretty worry-free. A girl from New York City putting her toes in the soil uh, was just a, a remarkable way to start uh, our family. Um, raising a young family in in the farm uh, was was really beautiful, but um, when the community started talking about an impending grain embargo, something to do with conflicts from faraway places, never ever thought that we would be affected. And as it turned out, we found ourselves without a market for our grain. We ended up losing our farm. Um, families across the Midwest lost everything. Um, and I witnessed it from my neighbors, my church, um, and of course myself and all of that. And I ended up, you know, I, I wanted to find out what happened, why this could happen to us, um, and ended up trying to learn the, the politics about what happened with decision-making questions in the Afghanistan and was referred to a job in Colorado and worked of all places for the chairman of the agriculture committee in the Colorado legislature while I went back to school and studied political science such that he thought that I was ready to start my business helping farmers get through to policymakers and there's where I formed my business back in 1980 Called Search 2, Agricultural Consulting. But I did drop anchor in Central Valley, California, and that's where I raised my daughters. And that's where I first learned about American Agri Women and joined the California affiliate. 
What a, a outstanding um, journey that you have been on. And thank you for, for sharing that with us. Uh, and thank you for uh, making it through and being such a, a role model for women um, in our state and across the country. Um, and, and now we'll shift over to my talk. What, um, how did you get involved in Florida Agri Women? And you're on the Agriculture Innovation Committee as well uh, inside of our department. What do you think is one of the top ways in which this industry can actually innovate? Thank you so much, Commissioner, and, and thank you for your leadership and, and inspiring your foresight in supporting the agriculture industry and innovation in Florida. And surely the, the committee is, is an amazing initiative that you lead and, and you didn't even let the pandemic stop continuing the work of the committee and, and even doing a virtual delegation in Israel during the mess of, of all this pandemic. My, my Florida Agri Women involvement is first and foremost, thanks to Ruth, <laughs> uh, for whom I have great admiration personally and professionally. The Florida Agri Women represents two causes I greatly believe in empowering women and supporting agriculture industry. Um, having been born and raised in Israel, uh, more than 50% of the land of Israel is desert, unsuitable for agriculture. And when Israel was founded, David Ben-Gurion, its first minister and founding father, urged um, the men and women to um, the desert bloom. It was really David Ben-Gurion who said that in Israel, in order to be a realist, you must believe in miracles. And with the help of miracles and innovation, the desert not only blooms now, but you can even grow peanuts in the Negev, a crop that obviously requires substantial amounts of water. And on the woman front, um, it, it's quite amazing that um, while there is still an increasingly more women farms, women make up over 30% of all farm operators. And as we in Florida, so fortunate to have you as our first female culture commissioner, there are more women today in U.S. in this position in funding and agriculture than ever before. So for me, the Florida really is one of, a, of those very important for women farmers. And I'm, I'm really honored to be part of this amazing group of Absolutely. Well, thank you, Maital, for all that you have done, too. It's been uh, so wonderful to getting to know you and, and working with, with you over the last couple of years and all of the help that you had when we took our first trade mission to Israel two, two years ago. <laughs> it, yeah. <it> feels like, <laughs> we, I, can't, I can't wait for us to go back to Israel. I, I, every day I was actually uh, eating last night uh, some Mediterranean food, and I was like, this is just not the same. <laughs> Like, well, I can't wait for us back together again. It was so fun. <laughs> it was fantastic. And, and Ruth, I'll go back to you to kind of finish finish your story. When I first joined uh, Women in Agriculture, I had no idea about leadership and policy making and education, ag, ag education. I, I I had just been on some Colorado farms, um, but hadn't really taken the proper tours and things like that. Uh, I'm serving here in Florida as the president. Well, like California, Florida AgriWomen is an affiliate to American AgriWomen. 
which has about 50,000 members nationwide. Uh, every state, almost every state has an affiliate. Um, and some of them are so big that they even have chapters within the affiliate. Through American AgriWomen, I was able to not only share my expertise, as I, as I learned, I share, um, but the members all across the country do the same. Learning from each other is one of the things that we do best. Uh, some lessons learned as a member uh, include leadership, parliamentarian work, committee work, planning, organizing. Uh, we also share issues including legislative and public awareness. While serving Florida AgriWomen, we've engaged with our policymakers on issues. We've toured farms as part of our educating each other. We engage with your office. Um, we're present on several social media platforms, um, and we continue to find ways to educate the, cons the consumer. Uh, I wanted to share that so that anyone listening can um, look, look us up and, and uh, see if they, they can help um, or they can participate and become a member uh, and join us across the country uh, as, as part of our affiliate. Thank you. Thank you, Ruth, for, for that additional information and what you both are doing uh, in this space to really move the, the ball forward um, and, and really expand what it means to be involved in agriculture and all the really cool things um, that people can get involved in, and especially women. This is such a, a burgeoning field and industry for us uh, and really excited that you guys are here today. COVID has affected, as we know, you know, so many areas of our society, um, ones that we know of, you know, that you see firsthand healthcare system to unemployment system uh, to access to food. Um, and as we know, it has had a huge ag impact on agriculture. It was a $500 million loss last year here in the state of Florida. Um, and these losses were anything from producers to our farm workers. What are some of the impacts that you may have seen or, or heard about last year um, you know, I know, Ruth, you, you touched on a little bit of it, but I didn't know if there was any specific stories of things that you may have seen for in, our, in our agriculture communities last year. I really am excited to share with you uh, the last year's experience uh, because we were right there in the beginning. Florida AgriWomen was right on the ground and it was almost like a miracle uh, I happened to see on social media uh, things that were happening in China. And uh, this was in middle of January. And I, I, when, I, when I first saw the word coronavirus, the first thing I thought of was cattle. Because coronavirus, as I know it, for many, many, many years, um, veterinarians have been looking for answers um, coronavirus is a is a is a like a cold or flu to livestock and cattle. Horses get coronavirus, and and uh, developing uh, vaccines has been a huge uh, issue for veterinarians. And I knew that, and so I started calling my cattle people across the country, asking them, "Hey, have you heard what's happening in China?" Uh, with the coronavirus, um, what do you know? And they didn't know, they didn't know, they were concerned. Uh, flags were raised, um, this was early January. And by January 23, I got an invitation 
um, to participate in the White House Coronavirus Critical Infrastructure Partnership with more than 1,500 essential businesses and service leaders from around the country. And for me and the president of American Idol Women to be invited was a huge honor because we can raise our voices on behalf of agriculture. Uh, so these calls uh, were intended to, to discuss and share critical information from boots on the ground. And that's what we were. Um, and Florida agri-women were right there um, two to three times a week. It eventually uh, became uh, twice a week and then once a month. And as the months went by and um, we were addressing all the issues, one of the biggest issues was in the beginning was deregulating the trucking industry so that they can um, they can do the work they need to do for agriculture. They were initially just allowed to service the medical community, uh, but our voices were heard when we said, hey, wait a minute, people need to eat. Uh, and then uh, we, we posed a lot of questions, raised flags uh, when markets and supply chains were disrupted and continue to to participate in um, the you know fixing the logistic problems um, how to establish national networks like you you guys did for Florida and assist farmers with the challenges of fresh produce milk and dairy um, that would normally go to the restaurants the hotels cruises conferences and similar clients uh, so um, most of those most of those entities, those farm um, operations, uh, were being closed uh, because they they just didn't have a market. Just like I didn't have a market um, when the grain embargo. Uh, so we were there. Uh, Florida Agri Women was there, um, and we were a, a huge voice. As we said at the top, uh, agriculture tends to be male dominated. 36% of farmers are women, which is a big increase, but still means that, uh, that there are almost two out of three men. When I have met so many young women in 4-H, FFA around Florida, I remind them that there's nothing that they can't do. What's one piece of advice do you have for women and girls looking to make agriculture their career? And we'll start with my towel. Thank you so much, Commissioner. So I think, um, first of all, I've my all, always my advice is to pursue your dream and not let anything or nor anyone stop you. And um, I think having you as our partner is inspiring for women in agriculture. Still a great gen gender inequity. Um, in that space as well, um, only 7% of investments in agri-food tech uh, were in startups that were funded by women. Um, and however, I, I personally very optimistic about the future of women in the agri-food tech space. Um, I think the more women are in venture capital uh, position, they're twice more likely to invest in companies with women in management teams and I think women are increasingly more prominent in this space and there are more and more success stories so 
uh, I think um, it's very likely that the number of women will continue to grow also in the STEM space in agriculture. Fantastic. And Ruth? Yes, I would like to encourage every young woman, every girl out there, whatever the subject that you love, whatever your passion is, go out there, take advantage of scholarship opportunities. Don't wait to be asked. Take the lead, raise your hand, be present, and never, ever, ever give up. Remember, every time you quit, someone else gets your prize. So don't be afraid to ask a farmer if he can take you on a tour. Go see for yourself. Don't always believe what you see. Go out and experience it personally. Wow, what terrific advice from both of you. Ruth and Mital, thank you so much uh, for joining us today. And thank you for being such incredible role models for women of all ages in agriculture. And to all young women out there, no matter your dream, whether to be a farmer or a rancher, to run for office or do something else, pursue it with your whole heart. You can do anything you set your mind to. Remember that during Women's History Month is actually every day. And thank you for listening to the FDEX podcast. And I encourage you to follow our department online at facebook.com slash FDEX. That's F-D-A-C-S on Twitter at FDAX and Nikki Freed FL and on our website, FDAX.gov. Together, we will keep Florida growing.